Learn how to build your faith in God's word and live a life of 100% victory 100% of the time. As you listen to the senior pastor, Davis Christian Center, Pastor Kingsley Okunkwo, and expect God's word to work for you. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. You are such a good father. We just love you. We don't want to serve any other God. We are satisfied with you. We are honored, privileged to be in your presence, to be your children. Thank you for being a loving God. Thank you because we know you have our back. Even when men desert us, even when men disappoint us, even when men fail us, you are always there. You never leave nor forsake us. We just love you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we have worship. Come on, one more time. Celebrate our King. Celebrate our King. Woo! Glory to God. Shake somebody's hand. Shake somebody's hand. Hug them if they allow you to hug them. If they allow, just hug them. Love on them. Glory to God. Hallelujah. It's good to be back home. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you for the few people that missed me. Better enjoy me now. That you still have me 100%. Praise God. Okay, so um, as you've noticed, we've completed the children's church um, renovations. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, um, no need to bring your kids know how to live, but welcome back. Anyway, so um, now you don't have to bring your kids into the service anymore. Take them there. They're well taken care of so that you can um, concentrate on the word and they too can be blessed where they are. Praise God. Alright, so it's very important that we do that. Okay. How many of you enjoyed the worship today? Was it powerful? Awesome. 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 The... The, the, the worship time is not just a period where we used to mark time. Um, it's a major part of the service. It's actually a major part of the service. Um, and um, it, 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 it's, it's an anointed atmosphere where things can happen. As a matter of fact, that part of the service is more important than even this part of the service. Because that is the part where you minister to the Lord directly. And he's able to also minister to you. So, um, make it a habit. If you, if you are coming for any service, come on time. Come prepared. Alright? That's not the time to stay outside and gist. You know? Come prepared. Set your heart. And, um, things begin to happen. It's one of the most powerful parts of the service where God can transform you. Praise God. Alright, I'm very excited about today's, um, the series we're starting today. And um, I have just three Sundays to do it. So I'll also do it in midweek services. So please take note. Um, this series, I'll teach it on Sundays and also in midweek uh, all through the month. And it's a very important series. It's a very important series. Um, I'm talking about e- emotions. Or like the flyer says, emotions. But I'm talking about emotions. Um, many people have never fully paid attention to their emotions. 
They've never fully paid attention. In fact, some people don't even know that the Bible talks about emotions. So we've never paid attention to it, but it's a very vital part of us as human beings, a very vital part of our being. Your emotions are a very vital part of your being. And you would never fully maximize your life here without mastering your emotions. You can't. Somebody get what I'm saying? Somebody asked Jesus in Mark chapter 12 uh, that what is the greatest commandment? I think it's from verse 28 or there about. Mark 12. I think from verse 28 or 29. I think it's 28. DJ. They asked Jesus, which is the greatest commandment? Which is the greatest commandment? He said, one of the scribes came. The emotion I was feeling now was anger. By the way. <laughs> because you don't know, you're, you're always dealing with emotions, just for you to know. You're always. And I hope this series will make you become more sensitive to your emotions. Praise God. Okay. So he said, and one of the scribes came and Having heard them reasoning together and perceiving that he had answered them well, he asked him, which is the first commandment of all? Next verse. And Jesus answered him and said, the first of all commandments is, hear you, O Israel, the Lord our God is what? One Lord. Next verse. He said, and thou shalt do what? Love. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with what? All thy heart, and with what? All thy soul, and with what? All thy mind, and what? All thy strength. Hmm. So, if you notice here, Jesus was helping us understand that love is partly emotional and also partly functional. It's partly an emotional and partly our choice. So, they actually work together. They are not separate of each other. They work best together. Praise God. And I'm trying not to get too, too deep into that, but that would take us to, I'll deal with that in one of the midweek services. I'll deal with that in one of the midweek services. They work together. Let, let me leave that. Let me not go into much into that. I'll do that one of the midweek services. Now, sir, so if you notice, Jesus said that we will love with our, with all our what? Heart. That's talking about our spirit man. Okay? And our what? Soul. That's talking about our emotional part. He said, and our what? Mind. That's talking about our will. And our what? Strength. That's talking about what? Our actions. Somebody getting this? Just like saying, you're going to love God with your whole being. And in mentioning the whole being, he mentioned the emotional part. Because the part, like the worship we had now, it was spiritual, but it was also what? Emotional. You can't express Without emotion, in fact, the word emotion simply means feelings. Emotion simply means what? Feelings. What you feel. So you, you can't express love without feeling. You can't. Somebody get what I'm saying? So Jesus is sharing how to love God. He said, you will love with all your heart, your spirit. You will love with all your soul, your emotion. You will love with your mind, your will. Then you will love with your strength, your actions. Somebody get what I'm saying? Your coming to church today involved all those things. It involved your heart, because you need to, everything you're doing must be from your heart. That's your spirit man. Your heart there is not the one that pumps blood. Okay? It's talking about your spirit man. Then you say your 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 mind, your mind knew where this venue was. 
I get what I'm saying? So that's how you landed here. You, or, or is anybody here? You were just passing. And somebody wants us to just drag you inside. Can I see your hand? Anybody here like that? No, your mind. You woke up. You planned already from yesterday or whenever that you were going to be in church this morning. I get what I'm saying? That's your mind. You planned that. You planned what you will wear. Then it said your soul. So all the while we were worshipping, you had to be loving the Lord and, and, and blessing the Lord from your soul. Then it said your actions. That's the physical part of you coming here, standing up, waving your hand and everything else you're doing. Is somebody get what I'm saying? So Jesus spoke about emotions. And the Bible talks about emotions. Because people wonder, did the Bible ever talk about emotions? The Bible is loaded with emotions. It talks about emotions everywhere. It said things like, be angry and sin not. Anger is an emotion. Anything you feel is an emotion. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Anything you feel is what? An emotion. Please follow this series. It's important. You need to catch what I'm saying. It's very crucial. Anything you feel is an emotion. So the Bible talks about emotions everywhere. He said, be angry and sin not. So he's saying, hey, you will feel the emotion of anger. Don't let it move you to the action of anger. And if somebody get what I'm saying. He said, you will feel the emotion of anger. Don't let it move you to the action of anger. Feeling the emotion of anger is not bad. It's natural. It's normal. Things will annoy you. Like the projector people now, they annoyed me this morning now. Already. That's the emotion of anger. If When I throw this microphone from here and target Shemu at that place, that is the action of anger. Is somebody get what I'm saying? That's when it's bad. But you can't say you will never get angry. You can't say you will never get angry. So the Bible addresses it everywhere. For instance, the Bible says, rejoice evermore. It says rejoice evermore. That's an emotion. It says be excited. Always be excited. You know that people come to church, just... God is here. Let's just be, let's just be very sober and morose. If you are very stiff, you are not, you've not, you see, you see, this series affects every human being and it's a series you can't miss. I need to buy, get it's free message, so get it. You need to understand it. Your life will be better if you understand it. Because people don't get it. Just come to church, just sit down and say, say, I'm not feeling it. No, they say, you rejoice. Don't wait to feel it. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's easier to act your way into feeling than to feel your way into acting. Did somebody get that? Very important. And this is what this series is about. You, you master how to start to feel what God said you should feel. He said, rejoice evermore. He said, rejoice with those that rejoice. The Bible is loaded about, about, about issues on emotions. He said, rejoice with those. So, your friend is getting married. Uh, uh, your friend buys a new car. They say, rejoice with them. Don't come and when they give you say, I'm getting married, you say, mm. because you, you are not married yet. No. They say, rejoice with those that rejoice. Your friend boy buys a new car, rejoice. Don't just say, mm. new car, but this side they've scratched it. <laughs> Have you seen people like that before? No matter what, what good things happen, they will look for the one bad thing about that thing, and that's their comments. These are people that have not understood how their emotions work. Rejoice with those that rejoice. Even though they are scratch up out of the car. That's not your concern today. Today we are rejoicing that the Lord gave us this car. Hallelujah. So rejoice with those that rejoice. Somebody has a child. Carry it like your own. Rejoice with those that buy them something. 
Buy them pampas. Buy them um, um, whatever they use. I don't know what they use for babies. Buy them anything they use for babies. <laughs> Hallelujah. Rejoice with those that rejoice. You, you, you act your emotions out. Don't wait to feel it. You, you, it's easier to act your way into feeling than to feel your way into acting. Act it out. Rejoice with those that rejoice. Celebrate with them. Hallelujah. I, I told them when I was preaching in the LDM we did, I said, look, you, you, you have no right to correct someone if you have never praised them before. You have no right to correct someone. Hallelujah. If you have never complimented them before. As in, the first time they are going to hear from you is something negative you want to correct. You are a hater. You're just a hater if you're like that. There are people that I post things on my, on my whatever. I post a lot of great things that they like. They will never comment. No positive comment. Then the day I post one thing that they don't like. That's the first time I'm hearing from them from years. That's a hater. You see, if you have been complimenting somebody and you need to correct them, they will easily take correction from you because they already know you're a supporter. Not that you have never spoken to this person. This is your first time. And the first thing you want to say is something negative. Somebody wears something short to church. Somebody wears something tight to church. You have never complimented them before. They have been wearing something okay since. You didn't say it was nice. But today, there was no light in their house. They were all scared. They didn't see it was tight. <laughs> or what they originally planned to wear. They found that it was stained. So they have to quickly take something else they didn't plan to wear. Their younger sister's dress. That is shorter. They mind it because they have to come to church. Because she has made up her mind that she wants to, doesn't want to miss church. So she managed to take what she, she, she you don't know all this story before. That's why the Bible said, don't judge people. It doesn't mean you can't say this is bad or this, but the issue is that most times, you see, what makes a judge in a law court a judge is that he hears what? The whole story. If you, if you have ever been to a court case, you will get tired. They will ask you again and again. The whole story is, next week again, come and say all your mind again. Next week again, come and tell us. They will, the, the judge will hear the, all, and all the part of the story a million times. Before he gives judgment. But what happens to most of us as human beings, we hear nothing about the case. They want to give judgment. God says, you can't do that. You're not in a position to give judgment in this case. Because you have not heard the full story. So this girl was actually struggling to make church because she wants to start changing her life. And her dress, she wanted to wear, didn't work out. So she said, I don't want to miss church. So she quickly grabbed something she could wear. It was short. Or something she used to wear when she was in the world. But she had to come to church. So her, her you see now, before God, her action was right because it was based on the right motive. But you, being judgmental you, being Miss Goody Two Shoes, being holier than thou, <laughs> come on, tell us, see how you're dressed in the house of God. The judgment will start from the house of God. Hellfire! This is the end time. You see, God will be upset with you. And, 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 and this is what many Christians do. We, we, we're selling the wrong image of God. So that's why younger people like to go to clubs and other places because they are more accepted there than in church. Because church people are too judgmental. Once people stay in church for a while, they, they, they receive the spirit of the elder brother. You know the story of prodigal son? They receive that spirit of the elder brother. That's always this is your This is your son. Went to squander your money for many days. Now he has come back. You have accepted him. But see what the father said. He said, this my son was lost. 
And now he's found. Let him come anyhow. He's my son. Hallelujah. Let him confess. We'll be correcting him as we go. Let him confess. Somebody get what I'm saying? Church, I posted somebody's testimony. Um, how God blessed them financially. He opened the door, international door for them. So I posted it on my Instagram. One person now wrote there. He said, is this the testimony of the, of, 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 of the church? That the testimony of the church should be about changed lives. I say, you can't be holier than Jesus Christ. Jesus prayed for people's healing. He, he, he made, brought wine. Not that the wedding didn't have wine at all. They have finished the one they had. They had drank wine. Jesus brought more. No, no problem. They had drank wine. But the wine finished. And they said, this party must go on. We are not done celebrating. And Jesus said, if you want to celebrate, I'm game. <laughs> Hallelujah. Providing extra wine. How is that a spiritual testimony? There's no spiritual significance in that. It's just groove. The only value added is extra groove. Because, because some people think material blessing is bad. God is not against material. He doesn't want you to be carried away with it, but he's very in support of it. He wants you to dress well. He wants you to drive a good car if that's what you want. God is not against it. He just doesn't want it to possess you. He doesn't want you to put your priorities, miss your priorities. You just multiply bread. Bread and fish. It's not a spiritual testimony. just food. He has finished preaching the word of God. If one of the disciples says, send them away. Which is a good economic advice. Because it's over 15,000 people. 5,000 men equals 15,000 because they didn't count women and children. Start feeding them. is too much pork. Send them away. We have closed for today. Service closed. Everybody go and eat. Come back tomorrow's next Sunday. Jesus said, no. That's not how star do. So let's bless these people. Let's just bless them. Let's flex. Jesus was a party animal. He liked parties. I saw his interest in parties. So let's just have groove. We're finished the service, but hey, where are we rushing to? Let's share a sandwich. Let everybody have a good time. And they shared the sandwich. And I'm sure people ate extra. And they still had 12 baskets left. What's the spiritual significance of bread and fish? No spiritual. It's just hunger. Food. Somebody get what I'm saying? Yes. I was talking about Bible emotions so that you can't judge people. You can't correct people when you've not complimented them. So the Bible talks about emotions. There are different scriptures that shows God addressing how he wants us to feel. And how he wants us to manage our feelings. So this morning, I'm going to do meet your emotions. Next Sunday, I'm going to do um, understand your emotions. And last Sunday, I'm going to do manage your emotions. Okay? So this Sunday is meet your emotions. So you, you have to meet your emotions. The Bible talks about it. The Bible talks about sexual passion. That one too is an emotion. And the Bible is very clear. The Bible said that one is too strong. It's a run. It's a flee. Don't negotiate with it. Because that one, it cuts off air to the brain. You can't talk to it. Oh. You can't negotiate it. Now, this is the maker of it. Talking about it. He said, look, sexual passion, say flee. You know what flees? 
Please not stroll. Please not carry your bag, be murmuring, and be complaining. Mm. Flee, you will forget something when you flee. You will forget your charger. Then you send your cousin to go and collect it. Flee sexual immorality. Flee sexual passion. Hallelujah. Flee youthful lust. Look at this. Say flee fornication. I want to say flee youthful lust. Lust. Say run, flee. So, basically, God addresses emotion. I, I, I don't know if you guys can... Uh, okay, look at it here. Second number, say, flee also what? Useful lust. Flee. Because say, when you are youthful, there are some lusts that come with youthfulness. As you start growing old, you know, that loss reduces. There's one old man, 80-something years old. He went to a unit somewhere and he saw a frog. And the frog said, hello, old man. Yeah. Old man said, frog that is talking. He moved nearer. Say, said, yes, it's me. Ah! He said, you can talk? He said, yes. He picked the frog. The frog said, kiss me and I will turn to a princess. The old man said, no. You are more useful to me as a talking frog. <laughs> because 30 years old, what is going to do with princess? <laughs> say, I'm all, I'm, let me, I can use to make money and maybe I can go before come and see talking frog. Because if I kiss you, turn to princess, I can't maintain you. One of these young boys come and I carry you, youthful lust. <laughs> At that old age, a talking frog is more useful. <laughs> so it's youthful lust. Are you here, somebody? So meet your emotions. DJ, do you, um, do you guys have pictures of emotions? Emotions is just simply what you feel. It can be everything and anything. DJ, bring, do you have that? What different things you feel? Can you, I don't know if you guys can see it. Can see what they wrote on it. Can feel exhausted, feel confused, feel ecstatic, feel guilty, feel suspicious, feel en- en- enraged, feel ashamed, feel cautious. I don't know what smog means. Feel depressed, feel angry, miss hysterical, feel frustrated, sad, confident, overwhelmed, hopeful, lonely, love struck, jealous, embarrassed, happy, mischievous, disgusted, frightened, bored, surprised, anxious, shocked, shy. It goes on. Basically, anything you can feel. Is your emotion. Anything you can feel. And it's a crucial part. Let me tell you how crucial your emotions are. All of us have phones, Abby, in this day and age. We all have phones, right? And we know that a human being is made up of three parts. You understand that? Every human being is made up of what? Spirit, soul, and body. Your spirit is like your SIM card. Without it, the whole phone is useless. Somebody get what I'm saying? Your SIM card is like your connection to the network. God is the network. Your SIM card is what makes you alive. If you remove that SIM card from that phone, that phone just lies there dormant. Do you understand? So your spirit is a SIM card. Then the handset is your body. That's the hardware. Without that handset, your SIM card is not very useful. You need to put it inside a handset. The handset is your body. Then your soul, which way, that's where your emotions are, is are all the apps that work on the phone. So your WhatsApp, Instagram, all those things are your emotions. I don't know if somebody's getting what I'm saying. So that's how important your emotions are. They are important. Without them, you can't express feeling. It's important. And God was very you know, particular about how we do it. Now, there are two extremes. I need water. There are two different extremes. 
the first extreme are people that live by their feelings. This one is important. The first extreme are people that do what? Live by their feelings. So these people, they only do things they feel like. Their feelings are their God. Their feelings are everything. They 100% live because they've never been taught like this. They've never started paying attention to how feeling wants to control their life. So this people, they always do what they feel. Say, this is what I feel. Have you heard that before? This is what I feel. It's just what I want to do. It's what I feel. You can't live like that. You are not called to live like that. Are you here, somebody? You are not called to do what? Live like that. This is just what I feel. These people are slaves to their feelings. You are not called to live just by your feelings. It can't control you. So that's the first extreme. People that always pay attention only to their feelings. They only, I mean, they, they, they are so submitted and surrendered to their feeling. Their, their slogan is, if it feels good, do it. In fact, that's what people preach in this world today. If it feels good to you, do it. Somebody get what I'm saying? This is where the madness going on in most parts of the world is born from. So you see a boy, he will say he feels like a girl. And they will tell him, you are a girl. The only stupid thing there is that if a carpenter says he feels like a pilot, they all tell him his feeling doesn't make sense. But a boy feels like a girl and you say he should go ahead and turn to a girl. Then everybody should just wake up and, and, and say, I'm a pilot. Give me the plane. Say, where's the certificate? Mm-mm, I just feel it. As I'm sleeping, I see myself dream like this. That's how stupid it is when we want to live by our feelings. Somebody get in this. This time, I know it's not correct. <laughs> I don't feel, I, I, I don't feel this. I don't feel it's right. <laughs> it can't be right. <laughs> second extreme, second extreme are people that totally ignore their feelings. They don't believe in feelings. We don't have feelings. We must do what we want to do. No need for feelings. That's the second extreme. These ones totally ignore their feelings. So you notice these people, they have a way, they, they, they lack emotional intelligence. They are the people that pride themselves with always saying their mind. They're me! I don't care what people feel. I don't care what people think. I always say my mind. I've met people like that before. They use it as an excuse to be rude, use it as an excuse to be callous, to be careless, to be insensitive. Why are you crying now? What about what did I do to you? I'm only shouting at you and you're crying. <laughs> this would their husbands or wives suffer a lot because they're emotionally detached. So their wife or husband feels very emotionally neglected. They don't understand what's in the of romance. After I bought you ugu to cook soup, he says, I should buy you flowers? It's ugu we buy to cook bitter leaf soup. <laughs> you don't need rose. Are you here, somebody? These guys are very unemotional. Celebrating bad day, what have you achieved? 
Which bad day are you celebrating? We celebrate only Jesus. <laughs> they are very unemotional. You can't celebrate bad day there, devil. You can't do anything. Everything is serious. They totally shut down their emotions. That's the next extreme. So it's wrong. Both of them are wrong. The right thing is the balance. Is the balance. Emotions are important. So meet your emotions. I'm going to run through five points as fast as I can because my time has finished already. I'm going to run through my points. So God created emotions because they are powerful and they are useful. If God gave us emotions, it must be useful. God didn't give us anything that wasn't useful. I get what I'm saying? If God gave us emotions, it has to be what? Useful. And it's not only useful, it is powerful. As we go on, the, even the midweek services, I will explain how you can use your emotions. I've been able to lose over 10 kg, about 12 kg or more. Hallelujah. So I moved from wearing um, shirts of extra large, I can wear a shirt of medium now. Hallelujah. Managing my emotions is a major key to it. I will explain all this in history. And you, maybe your own is not to lose weight. Maybe there's something else you need to achieve, of course. It's part of you. will be able to see how to translate it. Because you, emotion is a powerful fuel. Just that it's not a powerful GPS. It's a powerful fuel. You can achieve anything if you can master your emotions. Somebody get what I'm saying? Let me, let me do this. So emotion is powerful. It's very useful. God, if God gave us, gave it to us, it's very important. What happens most times is that some things God gives us, people abuse it. Abuse is abnormal use. They abuse it. But everything God gave us is important. And God gave us emotions because it's important. We can't even express love to him without emotion. So meet your emotions. Number one, I'll give you five things quickly. Number one, emotions are real. They are real, but they are not always true. So you need to learn this about emotions. Number one, they are real, but they are not always true. People confuse the fact that your emotions are real. They confuse it to mean that they are true. What I mean is that you might be feeling something at the time. You see, your emotions are so funny. At the time you are saying this thing, you are genuinely feeling it at that time. It is real. Don't play down on it. It is real feelings. You feel this way now, but it's not necessarily true. For instance, there are people that feel like divorcing their wife or their husband. Say, so I want to divorce this man. That feeling, at that time you are saying it, is 100% real. It is real, but in sincerity, you don't want to divorce this person. And if somebody's got what I'm saying, it's real, it might not be true. Oh, I feel like sleeping with someone that is not my spouse. That feeling can be real. It's as real as daylight. Not necessarily what, if you sit down and think, not necessarily what you want to do. I wish I didn't have these children. They are just running up and down. It's a real feeling of frustration right now, but in sincerity, you, you, you don't really want to throw your kids away. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. But the feeling at that time is real. So don't confuse the two. Just because your feelings are real doesn't mean they are true. If you don't know that, you will keep doing what your feelings are looking like, thinking it's true. It's not true. I wish I didn't have this job. Oh, I wish I didn't have to go to work. How many of you feel that one? Every day. But do you really wish you didn't go to work? Because the days you try it and stay at home by 9 o'clock, you're like, what am I even doing at home? <laughs> Has it happened to anybody here before? 
That's what I'm saying. So you must master it. If you don't master it, you may, you see, now that decision is a small decision, but you can translate it to a very big decision. You make a choice and later find out, I didn't, why was I feeling like that? Because you were very tired at the time. It's real. It happened to Elijah. Elijah committed suicide just because he had a short time he was feeling tired. He said, I'm not doing it again. God tried to, he said, I'm, I'm not doing it again. God wasn't done with him. In fact, he didn't die. They had to come and carry him. Because he wasn't supposed to die. He just said, I'm not there. He was frustrated. There are many times we hit the feelings of frustration. And that's part of life. This life has been scattered from when Adam sinned. The life has been messed up. So you, there are many times you will feel frustrated. Don't act it out. Like I told you at the beginning, the feelings of anger is different from the actions of what? Anger. You must manage the two. If you, if you allow the feelings, move to the actions, then it becomes bad. The feeling on its own is not bad. Is somebody getting this? So, I feel like it is not necessarily true. Second one, feelings are real, but it's not necessarily you. Feelings are real, but it's not you. Hmm. First one, feelings are real, but it's not true. Second one, feelings are real, but it's not you. What do I mean? There are times people say, I'm a failure. How many have felt like that before? I'm just a big, useless person. What am I even doing here? I'm a big fool. You might have done some foolish things, which we have all done. All of us. It doesn't make you a big fool. You might have failed at something. It doesn't make you a failure. Because failure is an event, not a person. You might have failed jam, but you can still pass in life. Oh, somebody didn't get what I said. You might have failed an exam, but you can still make it in life. Some of the biggest people in this life didn't do well academically. You can fail in business and still do well in marriage. So failure is not a person, it's just an event. And every human being has failed at something. Every. So don't confuse the feelings of failure, the feelings of defeat, the feelings of frustration to mean it's you. It's not you. The feeling, some, uh, this one is common to Christians. I'm a sinner. When you see some thoughts that you, you are thinking, even you step out of yourself. <laughs> what do they think? Are you okay? <laughs> you will step out of yourself and lose. Are you still saved? Are you still born again? So you will start saying, I'm a sinner. You are not a sinner. You are thinking sinful thoughts. You are not a sinner. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. Hallelujah. Sometimes you might not feel righteous, but it doesn't change the fact that you are who God says you are. doesn't change it. If you're born again child of God, you are righteous. That's how God sees you. So, the feelings are real. You are feeling like revenging. It doesn't mean you're a wicked person. Everybody feels like that. Getting somebody back that offended you. Revenge. Number three. I'm trying to round up. See my time. Feelings are real, but they are not final. They are not final. That means they can change. They can change. Many people treat their feelings as if it's final. It's real, but it doesn't have to be final. It's not final. Yeah, put that say this is just me. This is how I am. 
one of the common ones. I don't love you anymore. How many of you have heard that one? I don't love you anymore. Is what spouses tell themselves when they're about to divorce. I don't love you anymore. Now, at that time, you really don't feel love for the person. But it's not final. Is somebody get what I'm saying? It's not final. Because that love can be rekindled. Is somebody get what I'm saying? I'm trying to help you understand that things you feel don't make it final. They are put that say, I can never live in this country. Don't say that. If you keep saying that, you become more and more ineffective in this country. And the thing you don't know is that being more successful here even helps your chances even if you want to go outside. Being a useless failure here, they too, they will run from you. They will stamp you on both sides of your head. Rejection. Don't carry your failure to our country. We're looking for... <laughs> you now go and go through Libya and swim through and desert. Because that's, that will be the option left for you if you are useless here. You have to go and go through that way. Do you know that there are countries that are looking for people? Oh, some of you don't know. If you are very successful here, there are countries that will give you citizenship straight based on how great you are performing here. Some of you don't know this. So God is saying, I can never live here. Calm down. All of us have that feeling. 98% of Nigerians feel they can't live in Nigeria. The remaining 2% that don't feel so are the ones frustrating the remaining of us. That's why they don't want to go. The rest of us want to go. But you see, don't confuse that feeling to be God's direction. Some people are confusing that feeling to be God's guidance. Don't confuse it. I get what I'm saying. Some of you are meant to be here. Don't run away just because here is frustrating. It might be temporary. So stop saying I can never live here. Stop saying I, 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 don't, I don't love this my wife or husband anymore. It's true. You feel like this now. But that feeling is not final. Feelings are very fickle. You'll be amazed how easily your feelings will change. I'll deal with all this next week. You'll be amazed. There are many things I've thought I can never do. But when I was exposed to something else, saw a new dimension, my feelings change. Your feelings can change. Somebody get what I'm saying? Your feelings can change. Alright? It's not final. Hmm. I don't love you anymore. <laughs> Number four. Abby? Your feelings are real, but they are not always right. Your feelings are real, but they are not always right. Stop making your feeling your God. Stop making your feeling your GPS. Feelings are great accelerators. They are not great steering. Feelings are great servants. They are not great masters. Feelings great for speed, great fuel, but they are not great GPS. They can't give your life direction. But they are good to propel you to get to where you are going. They are real, but they are not always right. Don't say you are in love with somebody's husband or somebody's wife. I'll let that one sink. Let me drink water. <laughs> Is there anybody that has heard that one before? Hmm. You can't be in love with somebody's husband or somebody's wife. You see, now, as long as a human being, you are not exempt from these feelings. That's what I'm saying. You are not exempt from it. Or some of you are in love with somebody's car. Some of you are in love with somebody's money. And you're looking for how to get it by hook or crook. That's what stealing is. 
Stealing is I need money. I can't wait. I'm in love with somebody's money. I want his money to be my money. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Your feelings are real, but they are not always right. Don't get to the stage where you think, oh, if I feel it, it must be right. No, you are not subject to your feelings. Don't be slave to your, don't be slave to your feelings. They are real, but they are not always right. Feel like eating. But is there anything I can eat? Hmm, I have to close. Like I said, we'll build this. Don't miss Wednesday service. Don't miss Sunday. I'm going to build this all through this month. Last one, and I'll close here. Your feelings are real, so let them propel you. Let them propel you. If you know anything good for you, feelings are the fuel that is meant to get you to where you're going. Feelings are the fuel meant to do what? Get you to where you're going. This life becomes a drag if there's no feelings. Let me explain. You have two options. You can be going to work every day complaining, or you can be going to the same work every day excited. You can. You can do both. But trust me, going excited is better. That means getting to the point where you actually have developed emotions, and you can do this. I'll explain this next Sunday. Where you develop emotions for what you do makes doing that thing better. I need somebody to get what I'm saying. But dragging yourself every day. Oh, it's the same thing I'm going to teach you. If you want to lose weight, you need to get to the point where you look forward to going to the gym. Not grumbling every time you need to go. If you are grumbling every time you need to go, I can tell you for free, you will never achieve great success there. So again, walk again, you will never be great. People that are going to lead the company, that are going to succeed, they are excited about going to work that day. That's how they succeed. Somebody get what I'm saying? So you need to get to the stage where your emotion follows you. So whatever you need to do. You need to get to the stage where you actually love to pray. Not that you see prayer as a task. As a punishment. You need to get to the point where you love to read your Bible. Where if you don't pray in a day, you miss God's presence. Not that, you, you, you know, somebody will, will, will judge you. That's why you need to pray. Because you're afraid God will kill you. <laughs> somebody get what I'm saying. Let it propel you. Feeling is not good to give you direction. But when you get direction, it's important you carry feeling. Because feeling is a fuel. It keeps you going. Even when you don't feel like it just keeps you going. It fires you up. It helps you gain speed. It's a good accelerator, not a good steering. It can't give you direction. But once you get direction, say you will love the Lord your God. In fact, the Bible says set your affections so you can set your affections. Are you here, somebody? So you need to love coming to church. Did you get what I said? You need to what? Love coming to church. There are two ways. You can be coming because your friend is saying you should come. You can come because somebody will call you. But you can be coming again because you love to come. You will get more out of service when you love to come. You will get more out of work when you love to go. You will get more out of exercise when you love to do it. You will get more out of your spouse when you love them. Somebody gets what I'm saying? Love is a fuel. I mean, emotions, feelings is a fuel. Let it propel anything you want to do. Anything you need to do, put feelings to it. Just because I say you will love God with our mind, with our soul. With our strength. I get what I'm saying. Glory to God. Love the word of God. Love the word of God. He say, your word have I found. And I did eat them. And they were the joy and the rejoicing of my soul. That means he got to the stage where he loved the word of God. You need to love the word of God. David said, I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God than be anywhere else. 
You understand? So he had, he said, I was glad when they say we should go into the house of the Lord. Did you see that? There was excitement. You can't be somewhere else midweek service. You are somewhere, what are you doing? What can you possibly be excited about? That is what taking your time away from church. If you, if you go to work, midweek service is, is not the association of jobless people. Every time I meet somebody, why were you in a midweek and say, I went to work? Are you kidding? Do you think everybody that comes is jobless? Midweek service is not for jobless people. It's for people that are excited about God. So you plan it. You don't let anything infringe on it. Because I, like David, we were glad when they said we should come into the house of the Lord. You can't miss midweek service. It helps you, builds you. I get what I'm saying. Don't miss it. Plan to leave work early. Plan to be on time. Sunday, Sunday, Christian will help you grow. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? We're starting the journey. The journey is our discipleship school. Starting um, on Saturday. See, you, 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 you can't love God and love the things of God and not desire to grow. I don't know what I'm saying. You can't love it and desire to grow. When you love the things of God, any opportunity... To develop your work with God, you will take it. John is starting on Saturday. It's our discipleship school. Just four weeks or there about. It's just just to coach you more things we can't teach in church. Things you you can't ask me questions in church. But in those classes, they will expound it to you. There are still some people now that don't know about praying in tongues. Say praying in tongues. They will teach you in Bible. Show you Bible. You will see how it works in the Bible. See tomorrow you don't know about prayer. You are still calling people to pray for you. You which day will you learn? These classes are starting on Saturday. You can register today. And be there on Saturday. Just four weeks. Before the year ends. Let it be one thing you achieve this year. And if you have started. If you have started already. Complete it. There are some of you. There's a spirit that doesn't want you to finish whatever you start. I'm not joking. Some of you. You are aware. The person I'm talking to knows. You have a spirit. Everything you have started in this life. You'll never finish. You, you, are, you, you, you Now your university. They are waiting for you. You stop in year two. Courtship class. You stop in class eight. Remaining two to finish. You didn't finish. Everything in your life, you don't finish. Now you have done um, your hundred level journey. You have gone. You have entered your own journey. Separate from the journey of Jesus Christ. You need to fight that spirit that doesn't allow you complete things. You know, the person I'm talking to, or the people I'm talking to, they know. They're looking at me like they do. This man, has, I've caught you. Me and the Holy Ghost have caught you. So do you catch yourself now? Come and register immediately after service. So it's the spirit of laziness. Everything they announce, you say, hey, I, I, I would like to do this thing now. And that's where you stop anything in your life. Where you wish. I'm telling you. Oh, come on, let's have a thing. Say, this thing is, looks good. Though. And that's where you stop. In wish. I break that spirit in the name of Jesus. Starting from now and in the coming year, you will be a person of action. In the name of Jesus. That's how you overcome your feeling. Feeling of laziness. You act your way into feeling instead of waiting to feel your way into acting. Have you been blessed this morning? Come on, give the Lord a big hand. We know you've been blessed by this message. To order a copy of this message or any of our messages, you can call us on 080-777-14411 or 080-777-14412. Or you can visit our website on www.davidschristiancenter.org. David's Christian Center, home of victorious people.